All right, welcome to the first ever episode of what's tentatively called Hard Tag with uh, Tom Bell Chambers, Cal Hooker. My name's Jack Post. Guys, what do you think of the name first up? I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm liking it. We'll see how we go with it. Each week we'll get a guest on, you know, someone from the team and we'll do a hard tag on them. That's like hard, asking them hard questions. That neither, sort of thing. neither of us follow uh, our man around too much on the field, so we'll see how we go with it. <laughs> yeah. Today we don't have a guest. You guys are going to be our guests as well as our co-hosts, so we'll jump into it. The first thing we're going to do is, is get each of you to interview the other person. So we're calling this the first quarter. Let's start. So Tom, you and I are going to be the host of the show, and uh, Kale's going to be our guest. Kale Hooker, welcome to the show. Thanks, uh, Jack. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's all right. We're going to do a hard tag on you, mate. <laughs> Tommy, let's get him. Do a hard tag on him. Hard hitting. Um, talk us through, mate. You uh, obviously started your career as a backman. You know, you've moved down forward this year after the year off. What are, what are the differences and are you enjoying it? Yeah, that's it. Obviously, started out as a, a defender. I actually started as a forward uh, back in the day as a, as a VFL player and I had Lordy and Lucas sort of in the way. Um, and then the coach said to me after about, I think about 10 weeks, you're not going to get a game as a forward, so you have to go as a backman. And I made my way there and I was just starting to get the hang of it. And they've chucked me down the forward end, which I'm enjoying. And well, yeah, when, when you guys start off, do you know what position you want to play? I think everyone wants to be a Brownlow medalist and play in the midfield. But <laughs> yeah. then uh, you have a growth spurt and then they say you're a ruckman or you're a forward. Yeah, or, I'm, just, or a I'm just a ruckman. I can't do anything else, basically. So <laughs> but did you me. know that like your whole childhood? <laughs> well, I was always tall when I was younger, so yeah. I was kind of... Um, yeah, forward and at a ruckman, and I always kind of knew that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So do you ever I, get? I, I grew up as a uh, midfielder, and then when I hit seventeen, I, I doubled in height one year, and the coach looked at me and said, "We're going to have to play you as a centre forward because you're too tall now." Yeah, right. How do you think you'd go? Like, say one day Essendon just loses all its midfields in a shocking <laughs> bus accident, and they 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 ha- they're forced to throw you in the midfield. How do you reckon you'd go? You may may as well not play with me out there. I don't reckon I, I don't reckon I'd be much use I, at all. We've got a few plotters in the midfield, so I reckon I'd slot in all right. You know, you don't have to chase much; you just try and win the ball. <laughs> All right, let me let me jump in for a question. So I, I thought the the idea of this is like let's mix in some footy questions with some non footy questions as well. Kale Hooker. Are you allowed to, would the footy club let you go on Australian Ninja Warrior and how would you go? <laughs> well, I can't hold myself on a chin-up bar for too long, so I'd battle a little bit, but absolutely I'd give it a go. I think Adam Cooney was on there, one of our past players. and Went terrible. I didn't see it, but I saw him at cafe and he had his tail between his legs. So, um, But yeah, as, a, as a week-in, week-out player, would the cl- and you said to the club, hey, I want to go and be on Australian Ninja Warrior, would they let you? Because it's hard to go with Busher, you know, he's a funny one, I reckon. <laughs> no chance no in the world, I don't Because know. there's a big chance you'll get injured. <laughs> He'd say, does that make you a better footballer? And I don't know if it does. <laughs> Makes you a little bit stronger, I guess, but maybe not worth the risk. Um, last year, obviously, we, uh, we had a year off, so we got to do a few different things. We, one of the things we did was we went over to your vineyard in Perth and we picked some uh, grapes. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's it. We thought we'd make a best of a bad situation and head over to the Hooker Hooker Winery, Lot One One Three Vineyard. And remember, you and you and Gussie were pretty quick to agree. You thought, "How fun is this going to be?" We go over for the weekend, and we got over there. And first night, I had a couple of beers, and then we got woke up five thirty in the morning, ready to start picking grapes. And the boys were up and about, had the music player over the shoulders, and then we had these three fit blokes that are ready to pick all day in about 45 minutes. Tommy looked like he'd run a marathon. And <laughs> Gussie had his shirt on. He was sitting by the vines, drinking a bottle of water. So 
It's tough work, is it? It is tougher than it looks. It is, actually. Was it sweltering hot or is it... It was sweltering hot and I think... In our defence, we probably drank more bottles of wine than what we picked, so it was more... You know. I think we've lacked in our great picking fitness. You know, we had old ladies passing us on the vineyard and started to take a look at ourselves, how we're going. Yeah, right. right. So did you grow up on the vineyard or was it something that your family did after you left? Yeah, I did. Um, my old man especially was really passionate about wine and becoming a winemaker and probably about when I was about 10 or 12, I reckon, um, dad went and bought a vineyard and he sat us down actually and he gave all the kids a Game Boy each and he said, you guys are going to play this because there's not going to be much to eat for dinner because we're going to be a bit short of money. And then uh, we were pretty happy because we went and played on our Game Boys uh, for a couple of nights and then it actually turned out all right and we managed to still get fed and still eat dinner, so it turned out pretty well. Yeah, good one. What uh, Game Boy game did you play? I can't remember. I think it might have been Pokemon. Kept yeah, us going for no, a few days. Pokemon was, was popular about yeah. our age, age group. <laughs> yeah. How many did you catch? I never admitted that I played Pokemon, but I, I think it was that. <laughs> so they told you what. <laughs> did you have a red or blue version? I don't know. No, you did. <laughs> you never played. You definitely know. How many Pokemon you caught? No, I don't know. Not many. <laughs> Tommy Bell's good at catching Pokemon, though. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what it is. Uh, next question. Uh, on the weekend, obviously, you know, played some good football. Kick four. Um, is it true that you were walking around the club today claiming goal of the year? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. A few people were saying it, but, you know, I obviously wasn't listening to it. And I think I won't even win goal of the week. Bob Murphy's goal was pretty good. So it was nice to kick a goal rather than being on the other end of it. So I was pretty happy. I think you already won goal of the week from what I saw. Unless Fox Footy runs its own goal of the week competition. No, Fox, Footy we'll runs run its own, yeah. Fox Footy must run its own competition. They've given it to you. Oh, beautiful. We'll go with that. Then. That sounds pretty good to me. Good stuff. How do you keep track? Like, obviously there's the main awards like goal of the week, uh, goal of the year, mark of the year. But then there's all these other organizations like newspapers and Fox footy and stuff doing their own awards. How do you keep track of them all? Well, I don't have a problem because I don't win many of them, so it's pretty easy. You know? I, just, I just pick mine up at the end of the year when it's all done and dusted. You Tommy know, just go and collect them. Tommy's hired someone to pick all his up, but it's pretty easy for me. You know, you don't get disturbed too much. Nah, to be honest, though, like I actually don't really have much of an idea what these awards are, and you know, like don't yeah. really read into them. So, does much. anyone ever tell you, like, see it on Facebook or Instagram? It's like hey, the old tool of the week. You just go to your locker, and there's a tool of a week sitting in your locker. Right. You don't know why, and everyone fills you in. So. Oh, right. Is that from the... Uh, I don't know if it's still going. It yeah. used to be yeah. going. Yeah, they don't yeah, do that anymore, do they? No. Yeah. So you won till of the week. No, I didn't win one, but a few of the boys did. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our own uh, fine system at the footy club, so that's how we keep track of each other's uh, stuff-ups throughout yeah. the week. You don't, oh, get, yeah. you don't get away with much yeah. there. How does it work? Basically, there's a, a mystery box in the middle of the room, and you can put your fines in, nameless, and that's probably the secret of it. That no one knows who wrote it. So it's all anonymous. All so anonymous. It's yeah. all anonymous. And then each Monday, we Josh Green's our fine master. And he does a great job, and we have a bit of a laugh and try and keep it lighthearted. So the boys don't get away with too much. Yeah, right. And what, what's a typical fine you'll give out? A lot of it's based around social media behavior. So a lot, right. of, a lot of the younger boys fall into the yeah. trap about, It's a good you know, way for young boys to learn about yeah, behavior. They, 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 they need to, to learn. Them, <laughs> yeah, so give us an example. We're, we keep it pretty tight. We can't say too much, but we've had a couple of fake tanning incidents and uh, a few tanning. things like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dyson Heppel gets fined a fair yeah, bit. For, he's been, he's for social media? Yeah, yeah, his behavior. I feel like he's quite, he's quite fun, free loving on Instagram. The captain's always got a target on his back, though. Oh, yeah, uh, right. Playing group. That's part of the responsibility. Job <laughs> used to cop it when he was a skipper, and now, now it's Hep's turn. Job still cops it as well, though. Yeah, right. So, how do you guys go on your own social medias then when you're going to post something? Are you always top of mind? Like, 
Nah. What's the rest of the club going to think of I this? I feel like Hooksy and I, we've been, you know, like, <laughs> we've been in the system for a while now, so we can probably get away with a little bit more, whereas the younger blokes, they can't get away with anything these yeah, days. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think as you get older, you care less too if you get a fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Whereas, <laughs> I think when you're a younger player, it really cuts deep and you're really looking You walk into it. these fines meetings, like, worried. As a younger bloke, you're like, oh, no, what have I done this week? Like, well, what, what can I get fined for? Yeah, right. And are you actually getting fined cash money? Money. Yep. Yeah, it's not much though. It's a couple of dollars just, you know, to raise a bit of end of season drinking money. Yeah, right. But it's, uh, it's more about the the shame it's that comes about, with yeah, it. Yeah, it's more yeah. about the banter and the team bonding because we can't drink beers like we used to. So yeah. we look for any excuse to have a bit of camaraderie at the club. Yeah. What was that cheeky pair of eyes when you when Kale said it's only a couple of dollars? Then I saw your eyes dart around. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. No, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple of bucks. A couple of bucks. They'll buy a good beer each by the end of the exactly. year. Exactly. A couple of beers each. All right. Uh, Kale, let me uh, let me hit, with, hit you with a footy question. Hypothetically, if you won the lottery, you win forty million dollars. How does it affect your footy? Um, well, Tommy was telling me on the way here. I've already got a bit of a strut, so I don't know if it would <laughs> add to that. But uh, I'd still play footy. That's for sure. I love it. Um, I mean, maybe I'd be able to get a chef and have a real tight diet and um, get a nice pool, so I'd have have good recovery. But um, I'd still be playing footy and still. Um, you know, try my best for the team. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, actually. Because when I wrote the question, I thought it would just detract from your playing because you've that's got, what I was going to say. You got to go spend forty million dollars on lavish, you know, yeah. luxuries. But Mate, I, could, a, I do a bit of both. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't buy any more expensive boots. We already get the best ones we can. So he's already got the best car you can buy, basically <laughs> the best house as well. So there's not a hell of a lot that you can. Uh, I wish. You know, I wish that. Maybe a jet. <laughs> Maybe get to uh, training by a helicopter and make yeah, it right. easy. No yeah, traffic. private jet to interstate games wouldn't, wouldn't go too bad. We've been trying to hit Paul Little up about that for years, but he mm. just doesn't seem to buy into it. Yeah, you guys, like, I don't know why clubs don't get an aircraft sponsor like Qantas or Jetstar or something. Well, I mean, Jetstar's not so luxury, but, you know. <laughs> we do have Virgin. Yeah. Virgin's a sponsor of the AFL. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They do do a good job for us, Virgin. Yeah. Yeah. Get us the extra leg room and all that. Yeah, right. How do you Extra choose? leg room. <laughs> Speaking of that, mate. <laughs> so when you get on the plane, right, <laughs> yeah. like all the boys, you know, just they normally give you uh, all the extra leg room seats. And I've to, actually. To the tall blokes. To the t- no, yeah, to the tall blokes yeah. and generally the whole team, you know. I've never been on a plane, on a flight, interstate trip. And seeing Kale sitting in economy, he just doesn't do it. <laughs> That's rubbish. He just That's doesn't rubbish. do it. It's, bus- it's business class uh, every single because there's time. only so many business class seats on a flight. So yep. what, on a regular Virgin flight, it'd be. No more than 10. Yeah, that's say. it. I mean, Perth, we get the pretty big plane, so it's handy. <laughs> yeah. So a few boys get down there. But I've learned the trick is you get on the plane at the end. If you get on at the start, you cop it from every single player that walks on the plane. <laughs> ah, good so one. you just got to sit back and then uh, slide on the plane late. But how do you lock it in? Like when you get to the airport, everyone's printed off their tickets. How do you guarantee you're going to get in business? You just got to bait Have up the football manager. Have a conversation earlier in the week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be, <laughs> bake the right cakes for the footy manager and keep him happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> While we're on the... Uh, Subject of travel, obviously, as I said, we had the year off last year. What was your favourite destination that we travelled to? Oh, we went to a fair few places. Uh, certainly made the most of it. Probably Croatia. Um, we had the boat over there, um, private boat with our skipper driving us around, and I think we had uh, eleven or twelve of us on there, and um, just relaxed and took our mind away from things and just enjoyed each other's company and listened to music and had some good times. So I think that'd be the highlight. Were you watching games while you were over there? I did follow the footy a little bit, but um, the, the reception is not that great in Croatia with the <laughs> yeah, uh, right. in the middle of the Adriatic. 
they didn't have Fox footy in Havar, unfortunately, so <laughs> took the mind away. But the boys, the boys did follow, and we were checking uh, when the when the game. So what are you just the using the app updates for just the scores? The app, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Not boys, the... the boys that didn't lose their phones in the ocean were checking, so everyone else knew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good job, Tommy. Well done, well interviewed, Kale. You're a fantastic guest. Let's uh, let's flip it around. How do you feel about uh, interviewing our next guest, Tom Bell Chambers? Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks Let, for having let's me. Let's put a hard tag on Tom Bell Chambers. Very nervous. That's it. Obviously, a big man, so hard to tag. But uh, <laughs> the first question is uh, obviously, you know, footy is an important part, but obviously off the field, which we talked about, about uh, having a balance is important. Um, talk us through some of your ventures this year off the field. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, last year didn't play a lot of football, so I had a bit of time to think about what what I can do um, post my, my football career, um, obviously in the latter years now. So put some time into that and um, I've actually... So what did you do? You did some study or you did the start of a business degree, like the boys do, work experience? Not so much. Um, I, I, well, these through the football club basically <laughs> now, but I, I became a brand ambassador for a uh, beer company. Yeah, beautiful. Which, which is... <laughs> Ties nicely into your footy. <laughs> which has been really good, uh, really enjoyable. And then from that... Um, Give him a shout out. I mean, you're a brand ambassador. You've got to mention the name, surely. <laughs> they heard this. Well, they so. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be shaking their head. <laughs> Colonial down in Port Melbourne. So, nah, but they're a sponsor of the club now. So I helped that deal get across the line. I'm oh, very happy fantastic. to say. And so, the, so you were an individual ambassador before they were even attached to the club. Yep. Oh, well done. Yeah, and that came about actually. Funny story because I organised a Christmas party there uh, for the players. Obviously, and, took off. And, yeah, it took off. Got to know. So, do they have a brewery in, in Port, Port Melbourne? Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, down in Port Melbourne. So we had their players' Christmas party down there, and I got to know a couple of the guys and. Um, thought, yeah, why not? You know, I've got a bit of time outside of football now. Yeah, it's, and very, it's very rare you get invited back from a Christmas party too. That's true, so actually. It's usually a one-time thing at Christmas party and then the place is wrecked and they don't let you back. We must have done something right. And uh, your footy's obviously blossomed though, so I do take the piss a little bit and, uh, and wind you up a bit, but your footy's blossomed. Uh, you obviously get talked about as All-Australian this year and you must really be enjoying your footy after being out out for the year as well as all your injuries so it's good to see you going great you must be enjoying it no I certainly am um, I think that's the thing you know I am really enjoying my football and I think it's probably showing on the field you know um, missing a lot of football through injury even before we had the year off you know it can it can come become a bit draining football so for me the year off probably came at the right time um, to, to get away from the game and and reassess and um, actually you know come back in refreshed and, and really enjoying the game of football and um, yeah, I've had some good continuity this year, but my body's held up really well, um, apart from on the weekend when I didn't play, but, <laughs> but I'm actually, no, I'm actually feeling, I'm actually feeling really good. So I just needed a, uh, just I just needed a run for the last two games, the last couple of games, but, um, yeah, I am, I'm really enjoying my football. It's good to be back. You're right. What's happened? What's happened to your, to your foot? Is it? Yeah. My, oh, this week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was probably more a combination of a couple of different things and that, that led to me having a rest, but. Yeah, my foot was a little bit sore at training on the week during the week, so I thought, you know, it's probably uh, better off to rest this week and, and get ready for the last two. Yeah, That's it was a good call. Rest him up, get him right for the last two games. We yeah. need him out there. I was worried when I saw because I didn't, I didn't see the teams come out on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Something like I just missed that stuff. But Saturday night, turn on the TV to watch the game. And I didn't see you out there. Yeah. I was like, oh, we got this. Uh, Were you worried for footy like, or for this show? Oh, I was like, oh, we got this <laughs> podcast and Tom's been dropped. <laughs> if that ever happens, I'm just not going to come in on the Monday. He's going to be in a bad mood. <laughs> you got any pre-game rituals? I mean, I know you pretty well. You, you like to get a good night's sleep before the game, so uh, you're never up too late. Uh, you like to wear the new boots. Um, new boots. You know, you often 
on the way to uh, Rebel Sport on the way to the game, and then <laughs> new boots every game. No, this happened once when I bought new boots on the way to a game. <laughs> I've never you. seen it before in my whole life. He was, he's turned up to the game with a new pair of boots, different brand, different colour that I've ever seen. Kick and four, best on ground, three votes. <laughs> so then it becomes a ritual because you're then like, oh, I got to get to Rebel Sport again to kick yeah. my four goals. No, actually, to be honest with you, I don't have too many rituals. Um, it's normally you know pass of the night before a game, pretty boring kind of stuff. I don't. There's nothing. Uh, and what was about he the mucking, pre-game? Was the Cal pre-games? mucking around about you go to bed early or you really do? Um, most times. I think he's mucking around. He's taking the piss. because <laughs> I like to get a good night's sleep myself. I was more going to lead into the... What are you getting at there, mate? <laughs> the pre-game. You what like are you getting at? I don't, I don't know. It's coming. It's coming. The pre-game angry face. You like to psych yourself up. GWS Giants, he's playing Shane Mumford. And I've never seen someone so angry. I thought it was Conor McGregor versus Mayweather. We do need to post that photo. We need to get that photo So what do you mean? This is angry face. This is his face running out on the ground. <laughs> no, obviously, you know, I'm uh, I'm the ruckman out in the ground. The game starts with me. I need to be aggressive at the start of a game, so I do like to get a little bit fired up before That's we go. That's a great point. There. I've never thought of the ruckman like that. You're the yeah. you're the first. Person. It starts with me. Yeah, so you set the tone. For I the set whole the tone for the game exactly, yeah. and I'm. You know, that does make a big difference. We want him psyched up. We want him yeah. out there. So, how of this year? How many first uh, taps do you reckon you've got in a game of footy? I very rarely lose one. <laughs> no, I, um, I don't know, but I do set myself for that very first yeah. contest, you know, so it is it is super important to me um, and it does set the tone for the rest of the team, you know. If they see me being super aggressive and jumping in, then, you know, I think they're going to follow me. Yeah. Mm. They've got stats for everything now. I wonder if they've got, like, correlation for whoever wins that first ruck contest to winning when, a game. I, I just worry when the umpire bounces it and, you know, when they do the sideways bounce. And no, the then they Tommy's, call it back again. Big Tommy's psyched up, ready for the first bounce, and they do the right-angle bounce. That's why uh, they should just uh, get rid of the bounce altogether. I worry they for the should umpire throw the sometimes. ball up. They should eradicate the bounce from the game. <laughs> yeah, they're chatting about up. that, are they? They should. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm a bouncing fan. I like no, the bounce. It's mate, nice for the game, it's isn't not. it? It's a nice touch. It's terrible. <laughs> what do people like it for? Just a heritage reason. Yeah. That's yeah. all it's for. There's it, a funny it reason to keep it. The umpires don't want to do it. Yeah, they, they, want, they like they want to scrap it. Yeah. So, so who's keeping it? People like Kale. Who I reckon keeper is great. You know, you know where it's gonna. You don't know where it's gonna go. You know, I'm it's not, exciting for the fans. The, I can understand maybe the <laughs> like for those people like yourself that are imbeciles and they do want the bounce. <laughs> I can understand the first bounce of the game for all the old people that still want it there. But <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, just throw the ball up. Yeah, you got to think of the ruckman Kale because they, they call it back. They, they, yeah, they do. They call it back, but it's just it takes all other elements out of it if they just throw the ball up you know it's going to go straight you know so when yeah. they don't call it back that's when it gets frustrating you know yeah so I found a sore spot on the big fella it's good that's what we like to do on the hard tag <laughs> yeah that's it Ooh, very good host of the show Kale very good Tom Ruckman get a bad rap for being slow maybe tall men in general commentators are always like ah oh, the Ruckman's chasing him he'll never get him he's too slow yes. do you take offence to that because you're still an athlete who's pretty fast um Yes, but it's true. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the time it's true. Like I can't, even, you know, like 12 months away from the game and then coming back into the game, it's got so much quicker. Yeah, right. And for someone that's not quick, it's make it a lot so you, harder. So you, you find a noticeable change from when you guys played in 2015 to coming back in 2017. Yeah. I reckon Tommy's been hard on himself. They call him the Kenyan, his nickname around no. the club, and he flies around. So it's I reckon not... he's been a bit hard on himself. He, he actually covers around ground pretty well. Who, who's slower than you at the club? Who can you beat in a race? Um, Job. I reckon you'd have a few covered. I'd have a few covered. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well done. 
Sound the siren on that uh, first quarter of the hard tag. Well done. You guys both really impressed as hosts and guests. Good first quarter. It's been two sirens over. We're going to have two first quarters. <laughs> the first one was, was the... To kick the game off. Uh, yeah, oh. that, that was like the end of... Uh, the first quarter, but it also, in, I'm not going to sound another one for the second quarter. We're already way into the second quarter. Uh, let's chat a bit about the game on the weekend. So, Crows uh, won 123 to Essendon's 80. Good match, though, hey? Yeah, obviously, Crows are the benchmark of the competition, and round three or four, I think we played them and they wiped the floor. So, we were happy in that we improved a lot um, compared to when we last played them, but at the same time, disappointed that. You know, if we felt like if we improved on a few little things in our game, it would make a big difference and we would have been right in the game. Yeah. There there were a great couple of moments in the game where as a fan, and you probably feel it on the field as well, you taste that comeback coming. Yeah. I think in the third quarter we could taste it. I think when Job kicked that goal, obviously the crowd were cheering Job, the I mean, it would be a stoppage. I don't know if you guys noticed. There would be a stoppage and the screen would come up and say, cheer, Job. And the whole stadium would be making all this noise. And you're looking around like, is there a streaker or what's going on? Oh, right. And then you look at the sign and they're all cheering Joe. No, they, so did the, they did the thing in the last quarter was the four-minute four, the four minute mark of the fourth quarter. Where so they showed that on the telecast. Ovation. We didn't yeah. see the, the big screen, but they yeah. showed the uh, cheer squad organized their own salute, which was at the fourth-minute yeah. mark of the fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, they were all going to do a standing ovation for Joe. Yeah, it was a nice touch. Yeah, it, it was yeah. nice. It, it just came, I guess it came in a little bit of a weird time because it was deep in the Adelaide yeah. 50. Yeah. It's like, all right, guys, let's not get too distracted here. Yeah, so that's what, I mean, you know, obviously that was a bit weird. And then we had, Joe kicked that goal in the third quarter, which was sort of when we were coming back, and the stadium was just pumping. It was great. It was The fans were so loud, and we thought we were a chance then, and they sort of, I think they kicked two late ones in the last 40 seconds of the third quarter, and that kind of killed us a bit. We went in 30 points down. Uh, yeah. Still a chance, but we probably just couldn't quite get within reach of them. Yeah. Shows how good of a team they are. You know, like, as Kale said, you know, the boys were on the comeback a couple of times, and then they kicked late goals. That's a group that's been together for probably, you know, a good four or five years now, and we're probably awesome. on that journey, and we're building to mm. that. Um, but Yeah, it's a kick in the guts, that stuff, because they just rebounded it so fast, and mm. when they kicked their goals, it, it really hurt. Yeah, Josh Jenkins, I think, was the guy who kicked the goal on, uh, on the siren at three-quarter time. Do you guys – he was around at the club, I guess, when you guys were yeah. still yeah. He was there for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, maybe we should have sledged him a little bit more and tried to put him off a bit so I could kick that point. But Do you pretty- know him well? Uh, not overly well. Like he was there for a couple of years. Yep. I wasn't the best of mates with him. Hurls was really good mates with him. Yeah. They still Hurls was still Hurls tight was, with him. I think yeah. Hurls played on him. Yeah, Hurls played on him a fair bit. So yeah. there would have been a bit of chat a, going on there. A bit of banter there, but um, he's actually you know he, since he's gone to Adelaide, he's done really well as yeah. well. So it, it was probably a good for career him. move good for him. Friend. He was a fair way behind a few of the ruckmen, and he's gone to Adelaide and made the most of his opportunities. Yeah, so. and Tommy, as we said, you weren't uh, playing on uh, Saturday night. How's it go watching from the stands? Terrible. Um, I hate it. Watch, hate watching the game from the stands. It's not much fun at all. Um, unfortunately, I've done a fair bit of it over the last, uh, you know, two or three years with injury and that kind of thing. But is it even harder when you're playing consistently and then have to take a week out? Yeah, it is. It, the game's so much easier from the stands. You know, watching it opposed to playing out there. You know, it's it's very difficult in decision making and that kind of thing. Is obviously you know split second. Whereas in the, you sit in the stands and you watch it and you think, you know, what's he doing? Like, why didn't he do this or why didn't he do that? Where it looks so it easy. It always looks easy up in the stands. It always the looks, game easy looks a lot up easier. In the stands, but I thought the, the boys had a, you know, it was a really good effort on the weekend. And as Kyle said, we've bridged the gap from when we played them earlier on in the year. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of positives to take out of it. Who'd you sit with on Saturday night? 
Uh, I, I actually sat Miller? with Miller. No, I didn't, mate. I Is that the dog? I don't take it to the foot. <laughs> you reckon you could get special treatment because you're one of the players to Possibly. get the dog inside Eddie had? Possibly. No, I just sat with a couple of the other players and watched it. Yep. Who are they? <laughs> Let's not name names. We don't need it's to, not uh... scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a couple of you know, a couple of the younger boys there. Right. <laughs> is that a hard hitting question? <laughs> it is. Tommy was doing appearances at the game the whole time. Yeah, he watched. He was getting cashies for radio shows no. and functions and the like. No, there's you know, there's a, there was a few younger boys there watching it with me, so it was good. <laughs> All right, I don't know why that's so funny, but obviously there's some more to the story there. Cool. What do you what did you guys think of? Um, Joe Danaher jumping over the top of Rory Atkins. Did you? I don't know if there's been much talk about that. There's a little bit of talk about it on the telecast at the time. He kicked his third goal and just sort of playfully jumped over the top of Atkins and scruffed his head a little bit. Yeah, I think personally, I don't have a problem with it. You know, uh, Joey and him are good mates. They grew up together. They played footy together when they were younger. So um, I think we're potentially getting a little bit precious as an industry about these kind of things. Um, mm. I mean, as fans, we love that stuff. Yeah, so. he's Joey's well, been great exactly. this year. He's so, been so energetic oh, and yeah. the fans love it. He yeah, did, you know, great. he did it early on in the year as well. And as as a lot of people have said, we want characters in our game and Joey is a character and he's playing great football. So I think um, from our point of view, it's, it doesn't really change anything. I reckon he might have gone for the double high five and not realised it was an Adelaide player and then he sort of, you didn't know <laughs> what to do. To so he sort of tried to save himself. So I don't know oh, if it was pre-made. I reckon he's just, yeah, I think that's what's happened. I reckon he's he just, just making it up, up as he yeah. goes. Yeah. And how about your, like a great um, job on the weekend as well, Kale, four goals. And, um, you know, you gave a bit to the crowd as well, which again, as fans, we love it. There was a bit of talk about it that maybe it was a bit too showy. Yeah. Um, do you what? What are you thinking in that moment? Oh, I'm just up and about and pumped up and trying to get the team going, the fans going. And I saw there was a question someone asked Wusher in the uh, press conference. I think after said that I oh, should he have given the double fist pump when he kicked the goal when they're seven goals down. Well, we were two goals down or three goals down five minutes, ten minutes later. So I can't see why you'd even be asking that. I mean, the fans love it. It's an entertainment industry and. It's I knew it was a, a defender. It feeds that energy that we needed anyway. Yeah, that's so. it. I mean, and, and you notice that out in the field as well, the vibe of the crowd and, and the energy of the crowd. And, you know, if Kale kicks a goal and, and celebrates the crowd and they get around it, then you lift his players as well out in the ground. People might not think that, but it, it does have a big impact. Yeah. And, I mean, coming back this year, we one of our big focuses is just enjoying our footy and having fun and celebrating goals and doing all that stuff. So, I mean, you got to do it. You don't want us being boring and acting like robots. Yeah. It does get the crowd up and about. Do you guys find a big difference playing at home in front of a home crowd and uh, playing away? Yeah, massive, massive difference. It's, um, you know, you go interstate trips are always, you know, the most difficult, I reckon. Um, they're probably the most fun to win because they're so hard. You know, you go over to West Coast and play West Coast over there and it's 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 a difficult trip. You know, you're going to be in for a tough trip. You playing. notice it this year more than ever with the, the fans so loud. Yeah. You, it can influ- doesn't influence the umpires, but I reckon some of those tips them a little bit. Yep. Um, and obviously your energy levels as well. When you've got the crowd all screaming behind you, it makes a difference. It definitely does. Yeah. reckon even as fans, noticing a difference being in the crowd this year has been really good, really exciting. Great job on Game Chat. When we were chatting about this podcast, setting it up, you guys said one of the things you're most excited about is uh, pumping up other players or throwing them under the bus. So we said, we said pumping them up, mate, not throwing them under. You've added that. Maybe in. I added throwing them under. <laughs> Cackling jacks added that in. <laughs> so hopefully in future we'll have uh, guests come in um, from the footy club and players that we can pump up. 
maybe we'll accidentally trip them <laughs> under a bus at one time, but we definitely won't be throwing them. But this segment is called Pump Them Up or Throw Them Under. So I'll ask you guys a question to pump somebody up at the club or a question to throw them under. So, Tom, I'll start with you. Do you want to pump someone up or do you want to throw them under? Let's throw them under. <laughs> yeah, good idea. <laughs> good start. <laughs> who's the laziest at training? Who's the laziest? Well, he's going bang first up, hasn't oh. he? Gee, who is? Well, who's how, how about I'll frame it like this. For that. Who... who is the most likely to cheat. So you say you get told to do 20 <laughs> push-ups. Like Who's only counting the 16? We had a few candidates today at training for this one, I reckon, in footy golf. Josh, Josh Begley, the fridge, he got accused of cheating during footy golf, but uh, he denied it, and he's a smart kid, just t- took it to the grave and, and said he didn't do yeah, it. He's very competitive, though, you know, obviously. So Calling out somebody for not doing what yeah. you're doing the full measure. Let's name names here. Yeah, name uh, names. Guys, <laughs> come on. It's hard tag. <laughs> Brendan Goddard. <laughs> Just, yeah. Absolutely, Brendan Goddard. Simple as that. Simple as Simple. that. Well done. All right, Kyle, do you want to throw someone to Yana or pump somebody yeah, up? Pump them up. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> Who's the fittest at the club? <laughs> fittest at the club is uh, a guy called Paddy Ambrose. Uh, his nickname's CrossFit. <laughs> he can do it all. He should go on Ninja Warrior, actually. He, he, would, he, he would genuinely would, be good on Ninja Warrior. He'd be unstoppable. Yeah. He would be unstoppable. So say there's some pri- good prize money for Ninja Warrior. <laughs> or like if he wins, he's going to bring on a great big sponsor for the club. Would then the club let him compete in Ninja Warrior? No. Ab- absolutely, I reckon. No, absolutely. No, no way. <laughs> no, he can do it all, Paddy Ambrose. He's fit, he's strong. Uh, he'd be a nightmare to play on. I'm glad that he's on our team. He's like Terminator. Yeah, he is. He is. All right, Tom, you want to pump someone up or throw them under? I'll pump someone up. The best person to room with on an interstate trip. Ooh. How, how does it usually work? Uh, we get our own rooms. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's <So>. easy. <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah, we get our own room. Oh, so there you go. Man, but that's, it's that easy. But there's been some interstate trips, camps, training camps and stuff where we have a roommate. Who do you like? You know, Whoa. Which boys you? I'd probably say yourself, mate, because we've lived together for five years. It's probably, you know, pretty easy. Michael Hibbert was a good one too back in the day <laughs> when, he, when he was around, but uh, Piggy. Piggy's gone. What made him good? He was just a character. Uh, really. He was just a character. We'll have to get him on the hard tag one time, I reckon. Why, why do you reckon he left? I don't even know what he said about the, leaving the Bombers to go to Melbourne. Yeah, He said he... it was a fresh start for him. So he was obviously a great player for the club and a good bloke. And we really wanted him to stay and we we're trying to convince him. But he felt the best thing for him was a fresh start. Um, we were over in Croatia last year trying to convince him to stay. Well, so he'd made up his mind pretty early on, had he? Uh, I think, I'm not too sure. I reckon I we was, almost had him turned. He, yeah. I think he was umming and ahhing. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to do, you know, we didn't want to push him if he didn't want to do it. Uh, and we thought, I thought. And did he know him, where he wanted to go or was he just happy to go anywhere else? It was either, I think it was either yeah. Melbourne or Essendon. Yep. He's got a relationship with uh, Simon Goodwin, who obviously, who's assistant at Essendon for a while, so. Um, I think that probably got yeah, him right. the line. But he's, he's going Would you well say now. Simon Goodwin poached him? Possibly. He did. Oh, he yeah. did. Yep. Yeah. You heard it here first. On hard I didn't That's want to say it, it but yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> we, how, how did the other boys go on that trip? Was there anybody else to and froing about coming back again? Um, I think it's a tough one. You go through like a range of emotions. Yeah. And, you know, like when we first got banned, I was like, no, nah, I'm never playing footy again, you know. <laughs> so, oh, you're going to quit entirely. <laughs> well, I, no, I, the, big I, fella, the big fella was done. <laughs> was I done. was done there for a while. <laughs> Rang me manager. I was like, what were you, you going to do? Well, that's, that's the thing. I couldn't, come, I couldn't come up with another thing. So. <laughs> you don't need anything too far ahead, do you? <laughs> so, well, and I was an ambassador for a beer company and that, yeah. <laughs> that only pays yeah. the bills yeah. for yeah. so long. So. taken off. <laughs> no, so... Um, I think, you know, once we were all together over in Croatia, it was everyone was 
in a pretty good uh, headspace mentally. And and was that everybody? Was that all 12 of you? There was nine of us over there. There was nine of us in Croatia together at the time. There's a couple of other blokes that couldn't make it because they were under the thumb with the missus. They couldn't have a bit of time off. Yeah, right. That's all part yeah. of it. So who didn't go? Yeah. Oh, no. we, don't need, we don't need to go into those details. That's for another show. <laughs> I'm happy to name names, but obviously not. Yeah, name names. Name no, let's one. go on to the next question. Let's move on. We'll get it next week. All right, Kale, last one. You want to pump someone up or throw them under? I'll pump them up. Who's the best singer at the club? The best singer is actually our physio, Johnny Masterwick. He's the uh, the wedding singer. He, he's, he's, I've been trying to get him to sing for years, actually. Apparently, he's a, he's a gun singer. Oh, so you've only heard a rumor he's very good. Everyone says he sings at weddings. He's unbelievable. Every time we ask him, he won't do it. So I don't believe we're, it. We're going to have to get him to sing for us. What even about at big events? Like, there would have been boys at the club getting married. Has he ever sung officially at somebody's nah, wedding? We haven't quite got him. <laughs> we haven't quite nah, got him there. BJ's had his wedding about six months ago. He didn't, yeah. sing, he didn't sing at that. So. Yeah, no, he wasn't at that one. No, he <laughs> didn't get the invite. Did you guys go? Yeah, we, were yeah, there. we got yeah. the invite. Well, as far as a player goes, who would be a good singer? Uh, Harbour, maybe. maybe young Arazio, Razzle Dazzle. He'd have a good voice on him, you reckon? Yeah, he would. He's Italian. He'd yeah, he's got that Italian that, heritage. Uh, maybe possibly opera. <laughs> opera singer. <laughs> Back on that, like getting invited to a player's wedding, do they, they feel obliged to invite the whole team? And BJ didn't. Because <laughs> it's hard to, like, how do you play favourites there? It is a tough one, isn't it? Because, you know, 250 it's, bucks a pop and yeah, you're 40 it adds, up, it adds up pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. So I think, you know, you've, even within the football club, you've probably got, you know, your closer mates, I guess. And, well, I don't know. I'm, not, sp- of, I'm not speaking it, from yeah. the experience. It, it, it is a hard one, isn't it? You I mean, do you invite you the coach? You know, you clo- you gotta Great invite, question. You've got you you to keep, yeah. you keep him on side. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Me too, dude. <laughs> you've got to invite the coach. Keep him happy. It brings us to our final quarter where I thought we could look ahead to the game this weekend in a segment called Know Your Enemy. We're going to have a look at the Gold Coast Sun, see you've got uh, this Saturday. When's the last time you guys played up at Metricon, do you reckon? This isn't part of the quiz, by the way. This is just... It's not part of the quiz. I'm not answering that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got here, you guys, uh, Bombers lost last year at 61 points uh, um, at Metricon, but you guys weren't there. Yep. Yep. But you played up there before, obviously. Yep. Yeah. What, how's it go as a stadium? Uh, it's a good stadium. It can be a bit dewy up there sometimes. So I think it might be dewy on the weekend looking at the weather. Uh, hopefully it stays away. The dew stays away for us big fellas. When was the last time we played up there? Probably 2000... I reckon a couple of years ago, yeah. 14 or 15. There's a time we t- lost by two points up there. Yeah. That... Yeah, I played in that game yeah. actually. I reckon that was two years ago. It yeah. was near the end of the season. Mm. Yeah. Um, how, how does it go for getting Bombers fans out to uh, interstate games? Yeah, obviously Essendon being a uh, massive club, we've got a lot of fans um, all over the country, I guess. So you do you notice even when we do go into state, the amount of fans that we do get to the game. Sometimes it feels like we've got you know more more fans up there than the Gold Coast. And yeah, the, great. And the GWS and that kind of thing. So um, you know we've got a, a pretty heavy contingent up there, I think, and even WA we've got a massive uh, contingent of fans over there. So it's um, yeah, it's really good. Mm. Where do you reckon we see the least Essendon fans? I guess that leaves Adelaide and Sydney. I reckon Adelaide just because all the Adelaide people yeah. book it out, so you just can't get them in there. Yeah, but, um, they are pretty good. You it. can't you can't fault the Essendon fans, that's for sure. Mm. All right, let's. Um, oh, before we get in the quiz, Dean Solomon, the new coach of Gold Coast, he would have left Essendon, I imagine, before you boys started. I think um, he was a year before yeah, we. I think he yeah. went to Freo the year before we got picked up. Mm. But you would have played against him. Nah, nah. not he, even. I think he retired the year before Tom and I both got drafted. Did he go to... No, I think he went to Freo. Oh, he spent sorry. a, few, he's he spent a couple of years, years at Freo. Yeah, so we would have played against him, yeah. but... 
Yeah, we were just young. young I don't even know if we were playing in it. Right. I was going to get an insight stage. on him, but you don't know much about him. Well, the boys talk about him um, pretty highly, that he was a hard, tough player and all that sort of stuff. So probably come across in his coaching, he'd be firing him up. All right. Before we get into the quiz as well, I just wanted to mention the time we kicked 15 goals in the first quarter <laughs> against Gold Coast their first year. <laughs> we were actually speaking about that today. <laughs> Kyle Reeves kicked eight goals in that game. Yeah. But it was a, oh, it's sort of hard to look at that one. They yeah. were in their first year. Did just... you both play that day? Yeah. 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 I was playing as a backman. And it was I had the deck chair down there, just set it up in the back 50 and well watched the game. I was, uh, it's a bit different now. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's different now. I was um, outside until quarter time, so the game was done by the time I got in the ground. I was lining up for my ticket and (laughs) watching on the app. (laughs) All right, the quiz is Know Your Enemy. I'm going to ask you three questions about the Gold Coast Suns, and we'll see how well you go. We'll give you two questions because you've already asked a few. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Who who has the most total disposals this year for the Suns? Uh, I'd say Gary Ablett. I'm going to go for... He hasn't played many games. I mean, he's missed a few. You're he's, trying to throw me off. Yeah, still, I'm trying to throw you off. Still gonna, yeah, it's Gary Ablett. He's still wrapped <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yes. Uh, 462 One disposals One from 14 me. games. Who kicked four goals for the Suns this weekend? Jack Martin. Correct. Well done, Tom. He's good. He's a genius. Yeah. Two to me. Well, you've already won because unless this is a three-pointer. Double points. Which it is. <laughs> at their last game at Metricon, which Gold Coast player had 40 touches? Harley Bunnell. No. <laughs> Harley Bunnell doesn't even... Their last game at Metricon, though. Last game last at Last year? No. Uh, you've already had your... No, no, sorry. Not against Essendon. Oh, just at, like last their last time, time they yeah. played at Metricon. Um, swallow. It's Aaron Hall, but oh, you guys did so well. Two out of three is very yeah. good. I'll give you a bonus one. Because I think you asked for one more, didn't yeah, you? Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Crackling. Who's the uh, <laughs> Who's the top three goal kickers for Gold Coast Suns this year? Lynch. Yep. Brandon Matera. No. This isn't my. This isn't my event. Martin. Yep. And Martin comes in at number three. Two meter Peter. Correct. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say Gary Ablett. <laughs> yeah, well done, guys. I actually feel like you did pretty good. You. You look concerned when I said I was going to ask you some questions about the Gold Coast Suns. Good luck for this weekend. Thanks for being part of Hard Tag and the first episode. How do you think we went? I think we went well. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed yeah. that. It was good chat. Good stuff. Yeah, next time we'll get a player on. We won't throw him under the bus. Any requests? Yeah. Which player do you want? Yeah, get, go to the top. Get Hep. Hep? Straight to Hep. Crackling. <laughs> you know what's Crackling? He's trying to Hard Tag me. We're going to run with Crackling. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well done. That's the end of Hard Tag. I also wanted to say we'll set up a Instagram, Facebook page so people can um, jump on and ask questions for you guys and for guests we'll have on. We'll let people know what guests we're having on. They can fire away questions. So jump onto the Hard Tag socials and uh, find us there. Sounds good. Beautiful. Well done. Good stuff.